0: everyone, welcome to The Date Escape. I'm your host, Cassandra Ryder. Today's episode is sponsored by Aged and Infused. Our next guest on the podcast is someone who is, as a shocker, not family or my partner. I'm branching out to friends and colleagues. Now, the beautiful thing about this next interview is that I'm actually interviewing someone who is who knows more about communication than I do, who has more expertise, more wisdom. And so I can't wait to learn from her just as much as you all can't wait to learn from her. She's the one and only Miss Carson Endress, also known as my PhD colleague and friend. (laughs) Carson, did I miss anything? uh, Any any of your accolades you wanted to add? Uh, Newly engaged?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's important for this, but definitely not better at communication, (laughs) any of that. But excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, Carson, of course. Carson, would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, so... Like Cassandra said, my name is Carson Endress, and my pronouns are she, her, hers, and we know each other through ASU. Uh, I met Cassandra, the first year in the program. We actually texted a little bit before I got here, and we We talked about housing and dogs. We did. Very helpful. (laughs) Uh, In my life, I am going into my third year of my PhD right now. Would you mind sharing like what you were actually studying in your PhD? Yes. So I am studying organizational communication and health communication. And so my dissertation is going to look at how we can use policies as a form of resistance for employees to the organization. So thinking about like unlimited PTO for a company, the policy is actually if none of your coworkers use their PTO, it ends up that's the actual policy. And so I'm looking at like what would happen in the reverse of that. And we use vague policies to help ourselves and as a form of resistance.
0: I'm here for the campaign of having more vague than non-vague <laughs> communication. No, I'm
1: kidding. But yeah, I'm excited. I also just got approval for my uh, research in the Grand Canyon with Yay. Parks workers today to talk about extended burnout. So. Good things coming. That's really, really wonderful. How would you describe your current relational status? Are you currently dating? Yes. I just got engaged this March um, to my wonderful partner, Cody. So (laughs) we're very excited. How did you two meet? We actually met at a bus stop in undergrad.
0: I love
1: that. I love that. Just so old school. Yep, old school. My friend usually my best friend used to drive me every Wednesday. We'd have a little breakfast date as roommates, and she wasn't feeling well, so I had to scramble after checking on her in the morning. And so I took the bus for the first time and Cody was there and we started talking. It was
0: the first time you took the bus?
1: Yes. <laughs> and then I started taking it every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Didn't you bond over a dog? We did. A dog walked by and we started talking and then he was actually sharing something about a paper with someone next to him. And I interjected into the conversation <laughs> and shared my thoughts. And then we started talking.
0: And so, now you have two beautiful dogs of your own? Now
1: we have two beautiful dogs of our own. Their names are? Barley, and Poppy. And I love them both very much.
0: Also, my dogs love your dogs very much. <laughs> yes, they do. Do any of your bad date stories involve Cody? No. Okay, that's good. That's probably...
1: <laughs> have other people you interviewed, has it been their, like, current partner? <laughs> Sometimes, but not always. Sometimes. I mean, we've had our dates. Cody will tell the story of his worst date actually was with me, but it wasn't a bad first date. But uh-huh. we went rollerblading and... My sweet, sweet fiancé isn't the most coordinated, Mm. and he did not have fun. And so he shares Uh. that as his worst date experience.
0: But it wasn't because of the company. It was because of the activity. Yes. Which is a good
1: distinction. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So he says. (laughs) Was there any injuries that happened from that? He, He recalls falling down a lot. I... When he tells the story, it seems to get more elaborate every time. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think any serious injuries occurred, and we did go get french fries after, so I think good date. But
0: That's really important. Yeah. French fries are always a component <laughs> of a good date.
1: Carson, if you could
0: have a magic wand and create your very ideal date, what would it entail?
1: Where would you go? We know who you would be with, but what would that look like? Magic wand. Well, a date that I'm hoping will be a reality to plan soon is Cody and I want to take our paddle boards and float the Salt River with our dogs. Oh, no. So planning a little picnic and then paddle boarding I just think that sounds like a wonderful day and so we're hoping to do that soon.
0: And it sounds wonderful because of what like is being
1: like outdoors important on a date for you like being active on a, on a date? Yeah I think being outdoors is a great way to get to know someone I love outdoor dates I love being active Uh, I also think it's a great way to handle conflict in a relationship if we have to have a hard conversation we go on a walk because it's a lot better when you're moving your body it helps you process things it really does yeah and I feel like there's a lot of research that supports that (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) you heard it here first if you are dealing with conflict go on a walk So Carson, you know why you're here, I know why you're here, the listeners know why you're here, you are here because you have bad date stories, and for that, I'm very sorry, I'm (laughs) really sorry you've experienced that, (laughs) however, I'd like to talk to you about it, and I'd like to process it with (laughs) you. (laughs) Of course, I'm very excited. (laughs) And you know, ideally we find ways to weave in communication, like concepts and theories, um, which again, is great that you have expertise, because I feel like a lot of the pressure's taken off me. (laughs) I probably will have some ideas when you're talking, but if you have any connections in your brain, since we do study kind of different areas of communication, I'm all ears. Oh,
1: for sure. I'm really excited to hear your insights. These were some interesting experiences. I am so excited. I also think
0: that you're an adjacent interpersonal communication scholar, so this is a a good fit. Before we dive into Carson's bad date stories, I'd like to turn the microphone over to our sponsor, Aged and Infused. Do you love making cocktails at home? Do you love supporting small businesses? Well, then you got to check out Aged and Infused, friends. The Chicago local business crafts delicious, all-natural alcohol infusion kits that help you craft a better drink come happy hour or any hour. With locally sourced ingredients like oranges, cinnamon, cranberries, and cloves, these kits make a delicious addition to any home bar. Just add your favorite spirit, wait three days, and voila, happy hour is here. Visit agedandinfused.com to shop the full line, explore cocktail recipes, and more. Cheers, friends. So, Carson,
1: without further ado, take it away. What are your bad date stories? All right. So the first one we're going to start out with, I'm going to call the iPad guy. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love (laughs) when they have titles. Okay. Okay. So this was my first year of college, and I was taking a 7.30 a.m. Spanish class. I was really ambitious that first semester. I took one of those, too. It was terrible. And I don't even know how he ended up asking me on the date, but I ran, I think it was one of those, like, where you meet the clubs, like, you're walking around to different booths, and you're at the college, and you're meeting clubs, mm-hmm. and this person came up to me, and he said he knew me from my hometown and my high school, and that he was, he had graduated, like, a few years before me, and I didn't recognize him. Is the town you come from, I'm so sorry, is the town you come from, small? Is it's it? very small. Okay. Yeah, It's about, it's about 3,000 people. Okay. So, but I, I didn't recognize him. I didn't know any of uh, his siblings or anything. And so, but he was nice. So we started talking and then he asked um, if I'd like to go on a date with him. And we decided that we were going to get coffee after my morning class. And so uh, I got after not before, <laughs> yeah. because that'd be terrible. <laughs> yes. And so I woke up, went to my 730 class and it was a little stormy. Mm. Um, but I, I biked to school and so I got on my bike after my Spanish class to head to the coffee shop, and I'd never been there before, and mm-hmm. it started hailing. Oh,
0: my gosh. And
1: so I have my little backpack, and I'm riding my bike, trying to find this coffee shop, like, holding Google Maps on, like, oh. one hand. And this wasn't his fault, <laughs> but this all happened. And so then I get to the coffee shop, and he's, he's there, and he asks me if I want to order. And so uh, he got a smoothie, and when they gave it to him, he was like, yelling at the barista no that it was in a plastic cup and was it atypical or did n- did that look like that was the only option it just it it was just so strange like oh. mine was in a like a to stay cup uh-huh. like I I don't remember what I ordered but I just remember him being so upset and feeling so uncomfortable and then I just looked down and I realized that he's like not wearing any shoes in this coffee shop <laughs> And I just remember kind of being like, I don't know what to do in this situation.
0: No shoes. Yes,
1: no shoes. What were the condition of his feet? Weathered? <laughs> I don't remember the condition. I just remember thinking, man, he must be really cold. Because, like, I was really cold um, after just biking outside. But I remember he wasn't wearing shoes. And then he was really upset at the barista. And I remember being kind of confused because he could have clarified that he would also not like a plastic to-go cup if that was his desire. That's fair. And then we sat down and he seemed to think that was, like, a, like, that was, like, showing off. Like, that was, like, a positive exchange that just happened because he knew that I cared about the environment Oh, um, and so he, how interesting. Yeah, so he seemed to think that was, like, something that I was going to think positively yeah. towards.
0: No save the whale talks, just <laughs> screaming <laughs> just at a barista. Screaming
1: at the poor barista. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But we, we sit down, and then we at this point, we, he was talking about how he had communicated with me. And he's like, hey, I just want you to know, like, I might not always be able to send messages to you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. He's like, I actually don't have a cell phone. I have been talking to you on my roommate's iPad. Mm. Like, that's how I've been connecting with you. And I just, I just remember pausing. I was like, okay, that's interesting. He's like, yeah, I just don't believe in cell phones. Oh, wow.
0: I don't believe in cell phones, but I will use the technology.
1: Not of mine, (laughs)
0: but of someone else's. Of my
1: roommate's, yes.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And so you're just sitting there taking all this information in. I'm sure being so pleasant, so nice, (laughs) so kind.
1: Well, I just, it was just such a strange experience because like when I, first arrived he like went to give me a hug but his backpack like swung from his shoulder and like smacked me in the face and so it was just like from start to finish this was just the craziest first date and so, so we sit apologize? down no Ooh. i feel like it just kind of happened i don't even know if he was a lot taller than me so i'm not sure if he knows because i'm on the record i'm five two so most people are taller than me but i just remember him like yeah it smacked me in the face the barista exchange happened. I realized the shoes. We're talking about the iPad. And then he goes on to say that he, like, used to go to plays I was in when I was in high school. And then goes on to mention that he was traveling, I believe, to China. And he was like, I think you should come with me. Like, I think that we would be a really, like, good traveling team. Like, I think we'd have a lot of fun. First date. First date. Go to China with me. Go to China with me. Like, I think he was going to be doing a teaching program. Like, he was taking a break. So, an extended stay. Not a not a yes. tourist vacation. Not a relaxation vacation. That's it. And I honestly don't remember the rest of the date until we went to go leave. And he went to hug me again. And the backpack, like, smacked me in the <laughs> oh, face. No, no. Like, I don't. After after he asked me to go to China, I don't remember anything until that moment. Why do you think that is? I think I've just, like, blocked it out. Yeah. Because were you maybe up
0: until the China invitation or the vacation, I'm not even calling vacation, the trip invitation, (laughs) were you maybe overlooking some of these red flags of like giving it like kind of room to
1: grow, develop? I don't think so. I think I was just trying to be polite. Like I thought he was nice. Uh, I mean, I thought it was interesting. I was was just waiting to call my roommate and talk to her about it but I was ready to I was ready to leave but I just felt so uncomfortable oh, that it just I it just kept going and so um we did we did end the date and I rode my bike home and was it still hailing no not when I left Thank God. that I remember and yeah it was a strange exchange and I feel so bad but I did ghost him he yeah. did message me from the iPad a few times inviting me to his his friend's house, not even his house, but I, I just never replied, and I do feel bad about that. I'm sorry, iPad guy. <laughs> I just, I was very uncomfortable.
0: I've had a listener write a story in, and we discussed kind of like the pros and cons of ghosting. So you know, you and I know that it's <laughs> it's not a good rule to always do, but no. in some situations, it, it can be. Yeah, acceptable. it was
1: just it was just really strange, and we just we just didn't connect. I think I think it just wasn't a good fit. Was he older than you? Yes. By how, Not that I'm, by, I'm curious, how many years? I'm not sure how, I mean, he said he graduated like three or four years ahead of me. So probably around that difference.
0: And you said you were in your first year of college. I was, yeah,
1: I was 18. Yeah, that's a big, that's <laughs> a big jump.
0: <laughs> yes. Not That's not a critique on you. That's a critique on him. <laughs> anyway. Well, Carson, how do you make sense of that bad date experience? I mean, truly a comedy of errors from start to finish so many things happened.
1: How do I, you make sense of this? I just can't believe I stayed the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. Like I was, you know, my first semester of college, I thought it was so exciting that I, you know, met someone. Um, the next one I want to tell you about, we met at the chocolate milk slip and slide <laughs> my college. And so I just, I look back and I'm like, you were just so excited, mm-hmm. but I just, it was so uncomfortable. Totally. And with
0: dating experience too, we, I feel like, especially as like women and feminine people, feminine presenting people, like there is this social conditioning of like trying to be polite and entertaining things. And also
1: yes, sometimes it's, it's
0: a learned experience to walk away and be like, this is so bad.
1: Yes. If I could if I could talk to my past self, I'd be like, it's okay to be more assertive and it's okay to leave a situation where you feel uncomfortable. Totally, totally. But I mean also I wouldn't have the story for the podcast. Well so. <laughs> I would always prefer you to not have stories for the <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. I also do want to say, so Carson and I both teach conflict and communication at ASU, which is a great class. Shout out, com three twelve. <laughs> But it's interesting to see how he tried to resolve the conflict of the plastic cup situation. Yeah. And went full-on confrontation, full-on aggression.
1: Full-on confrontation. But it was like, it was it was seen as a positive thing, is what I was what I gathered from the situation. It was like, oh, look at me. Like, I'm standing up. And I'm like, no, you're just yelling at someone who makes minimum wage.
0: Yeah, that's terrible. I also wonder how gender plays into that. Because I do feel like for, like,
1: yeah. men or masculine oh, people, for it's sure. like yeah. a,
0: look at me. I can take charge. Gross. So many other ways to be assertive in
1: non-gross ways. Well, that was horrifying. What's your next story? (laughs) (laughs) So my next story, as I've told you, is the chocolate slip and slide. And yeah, we were, there's a chocolate slip and slide that my college would do every year on this giant hill on the side of campus. And so they'd roll out these big tarps and then they would put soap and chocolate, like the Hershey's chocolate syrup.
0: Oh God.
1: And it's a slip and slide. It's Uh your first year of college. You want to, right? You have to do have the experiences and I met
0: only socially appropriate to roll around (laughs) in chocolate sauce um, from from probably age three to (laughs) 22 when you graduate college
1: it was so disgusting I still can't believe that was like such an exciting event like it was the event what we were all waiting for for friday but i went with some of my roommates i think and then i i met someone at the slip side i I, we went i think we went down the chocolate slide together oh yeah you got it and then we started talking and then he asked me if i would like to go on a date the following week and i said yes and so we. i'm sorry he was this guy standing Wait, did he go down the slide with you or how did you? We were like walking up the hill after we had gone. And uh-huh. then we started talking like, you okay. know, what's your major? Where are you from? And then we then we went down the slide together. Oh, so you and him did. Yes, oh. we did. And then after that, he asked me, you know, covered in chocolate. Right. Um, if if we if I'd like to go on a date next week.
0: Just so I can visually picture this. How do two people go down a Chocolate slip and slide together. Well,
1: it's like a, it's not like a single slide. It's like a giant tarp that goes oh. down the entire hill. Okay. So it's like five or six people could go at the same time. Okay. Like you're all kind of. It's not the safest thing to do. People do sled on this hill as well. It's a very steep hill, and they they have banned a lot of hammocks and slacklining because they've had some severe accidents with people going down the hill so fast. Oh
0: my gosh. I was thinking like toboggan style, like a very narrow slide and two people going together.
1: Who was hanging on to who? (laughs) Oh no, it's like, it's like an open. I see. Open, yeah. Everyone's covered in chocolate. It's a mess. Okay, so you go out with this person. Do they have a cell phone? Yes, they have a cell phone. Really nice, I don't I think we talked about we were majoring in the same thing at a time whatever that was changed a lot at the beginning and the date was to go bowling love it yeah yeah bowling right sounded good we like exchanged information and then you know he came to my dorm <laughs> to take me bowling and then told me he's like oh it's not that far I think we're gonna walk and I was like sounds great this sounds like so much fun so we leave my apartment and we start walking and we keep walking oh no and we keep it was so far away this bowling alley
0: Are you walking on the side of, like, busy streets? Yes. It was, like, the
1: main street. (laughs) And we're walking. and Just keep going. He gets a phone call from his aunt. He takes the call. Okay. And they start talking about me. As you're walking. As we're walking together. Did he say,
0: like, hey, hold on, I'm sorry, this is really important. i got to take this phone
1: call. No, he was just like, oh, it's my aunt. Do you mind if I get this? And I was like, sure. Not thinking they were just going to have, like, Sure, I or mean, even right. if it wasn't a quick conversation, that it wouldn't be about me, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so many, so many reasonable directions for that conversation to go. Yeah. So they they start talking, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm with this cute redhead. We're going bowling," and just like starts talking about how we met, our like all of these little details. And it was at this point, we've been walking for like 25 minutes, no. and we are not close. Once I no. find out the bowling alley we are going to, no. So he continues to walk with his and talk to his aunt as we're going now just talking to her for the rest of the walk which was probably another 30 minutes it was really far away and so I was just kind of you know walking along just looking um and we get to the bowling place he says goodbye to his aunt and they're totally booked up oh my gosh (laughs) no so it's been an hour it's been an hour. Of walking, minimal talking. Minimal talking. Mostly you, him talking to his aunt. Right, aunts. right. And there's not a lane available. There's not a lane available. We had these coupons. Apparently, everyone had the coupons. Oh, because, right. you know, we got the coupons. Everyone on the college campus <laughs> got the coupons. So we get there and they're like, we're not going to have a lane open for like another three hours. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me you left. We left. <laughs> yes. He was like, what do you think? Do you think we should And I was like... Oh maybe this maybe we should do this like a different time totally, like totally. this is a long time. And so I think we ended up getting sandwiches after. Okay. And so, you know, went up, you know, yeah. talking, getting sandwiches, but then we had to walk all the way back. Oh. And I remember him being like, "I I guess we could have taken your car and my car. I just didn't think it was going to take this long, and I was like, "Oh, it's okay." You but know? and this is the age of Google Maps too. Like we yeah. had. The oh yes, yeah. there were there were opportunities. We had the answers, but it was also that gender norm, you know, of like, "Oh, the guy picks up the girl yes. from." It was very much um, falling into that stereotype. But yeah. we walk back, and there was more talking because he wasn't on the phone this time. Oh, that's good. And so we're walking, and you know, it was a little uncomfortable, but we were almost back. And we get back to my dorm, and someone else that I had gone on a date with is waiting there with a mattress pad and a bouquet of roses. It's not, it can't be iPad Man, because we know you ghosted him. So who is this? Who is waiting for you? (laughs) This, well, our first date wasn't, it wasn't a bad date, Uh but we had gone on a date. I mean, and I dated like four people (laughs) in in this year in undergrad, but we had, I'd gone on this date with someone else that I met at a a dance that I went to, a college Western swing dance, and we had gone on a hike and it was really fun. But then as I'm coming back on a date with this other person, um, he was just like waiting outside my door. And you had no idea. No idea. We had, we'd also just been on one date. The flowers make sense. Can I know more about the mattress pad? He thought my, like, he was like, dorm mattresses are so uncomfortable, (laughs) Oh.
0: So, like... <laughs> but then, within that, gift communicates
1: non-verbally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he making it more comfortable for you or oh, both of you? I hate all of it. I don't know. We, cause he hadn't even been in my dorm yet. Oh.
0: Or, so like, he's assuming, even come in. He hasn't even seen if your mattress is actually... Oh, yeah. Maybe, he's just if,
1: saying dorm mattresses are uncomfortable. And then he was saying, like, oh, you know, like, you said that you're like, back hurt or whatever. So he he's trying to be... Sweet. It was sweet, but it was also just, like so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. So describe the situation of the three people now who are on your date
0: (laughs) with the person, your original date. And then this other person with the mattress pad and and Rose, what happened? We
1: just kind of all like stood there for a second. And you know, it was, it was clear I was, we were just dating, you Mm -hmm. know, around, I mean, in undergrad, you know, you go on dates with different people. And so I just felt so uncomfortable, but the other person, he stayed like, you know, holding like as a gift and... So I just remember bowling alley guy coming up and, like, giving me this, like, long hug. Like, it really felt like it lingered. Okay. And then... But it's being watched by the other guy. But it's being watched by the other guy. And then, and then he, he leaves and I end up, like, just saying, oh, like, talking to the other guy and then, like, saying goodnight. And then I just, like, went into my dorm and talked to my roommate.
0: Wow. So you got mattress pad guy to leave as well.
1: He, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like, thank you. Good night. And then he, he asked me to go on a group date with him, it just, it gets so weird. But I ended up setting up one of my other roommates with the bowling alley guy because she told me that she liked him oh. and that she'd like to go. So we ended up going on a group date later, like, all together.
0: You, mattress pad guy. Yes. Your roommate, bowling alley guy. Yes. And, and then a few people? other couples. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I just remember it being, like, mattress pad guy, like, just, like, trying to hold my hands, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like like PDA, like very clear. And it was just the strangest thing, but that wasn't a first date. So I don't know if that can be on the record. Of course it can.
0: Definitely. (laughs) I do have a special interest in first dates, but I don't discriminate against bad date stories. However, I have so many follow-up questions. (laughs) So with the bowling alley guy, the long walk, that was bad. Yes. The ignoring you during the walk, that was bad. Very odd. Besides the maybe miscalculation of walking, were there any other things about this person that made
1: it a bad experience? Like, were you all getting along, maybe, or? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine, but I just, I remember thinking, like, oh, like, he's nice, but, like, we didn't have a lot to talk about. Like, I didn't, we didn't seem to think, at least I didn't think he was very interesting, and I don't think he thought I was very interesting, but I don't know. Okay, Um, But it just seemed like we didn't have a lot of exciting things to talk about. So it was like, oh, you're having fun, but it was more like, oh, I'm just hanging out with, you know a friend okay just for fun it wasn't like we had a romantic connection yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I felt more it's the love style
0: this isn't relatable but the storage love style oh it's more friendship um yeah so it was clear that maybe it wasn't romantic
1: yeah it wasn't and I've been on other good first dates but this one was just yeah it was a little uncomfortable but then him in detail telling his aunt about me while on the date that was very strange for me
0: I also have an issue with him just describing you as a cute redhead. It's like, (laughs) let me just go back to Carson's resume of all these incredible (laughs) things that she has done, is doing, will continue to do.
1: That 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 was my defining characteristic for most of my life is the red hair. Well, I'm here to campaign for people to see beyond your color. (laughs) But yeah, it was really strange. I wouldn't. I would categorize it as a bad first date just because it wasn't fun. (laughs) But, like, it wasn't, like, I've heard some of your other, like, on the podcast, like, bad first dates. Like, mine's not like that. I just was like, oh, I wouldn't, I don't want to do this again. Totally,
0: totally. Compatibility wasn't there. The love spark wasn't there. Yeah. He mismanaged time in many different ways, which is not a redeeming quality in many people.
1: Yes. And just, I mean, I told you, my perfect date's, like, spending out time outside with now my fiance and my dogs but that was time outside just walking by a busy street like that wasn't very fun
0: no that doesn't sound fun what was the trajectory of your roommate with bowling alley guy
1: they went on I think two dates okay but I didn't see him much around after that but I know they went on a couple dates we wish him well we do wish him well (laughs) and then what happened with mattress pad guy we don't have to
0: go into that if you don't
1: want to (laughs) That was that was a different experience. We did end up dating for a while, but um, he he wanted to get married after three months of dating, and I I did not. Yeah, so understandable,
0: <laughs> very understandable. <There's> a, yeah. <laughs> well, that was wild. So Carson, I feel like we've been teasing it out more. But are there any other ways, like communicationally, that you make sense of that bad
1: date? That date, I think it was. I mean, like you said, a lack of compatibility, but also a lack of spatial awareness
0: interesting like talking
1: about someone in front of them yes really strange and just like things on a first date you're trying to get information right we're trying to reduce our uncertainty yes Mm -hmm. so you're trying to learn more about someone so if they're talking to someone else it's harder it was harder for me to reduce my uncertainty yes like I wasn't learning things about this person that made me be oh I want to get to know you more that makes sense do you think he was trying to do it as a way to impress you no I I think he just didn't think that one through okay I think it was just such a long walk that he's like, oh, a phone call. Phew, my aunt's <laughs>
0: calling. <laughs>
1: Thank God. Because, like, that's a lot for a first date. And then just to be, like, just, just the two of you walking, you know? Like, a lot of people go on a movie for a first date or, like, different things. We were actually doing something else at the same time, like multitasking. So it's a little bit less pressure. Totally. But also we couldn't really hear each other. So I remember kind of, like, yelling because of the traffic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds terrible.
0: And I also, I don't know about you, but when I walk by busy streets, I just get like stressed. Like I get anxious. Like oh, yeah. I know I'm on a sidewalk and presumably I should be safe, but I definitely don't love being past, like, you know, being by like whizzing cars. Definitely. Yes, definitely. I appreciate you bringing up uncertainty. Uncertainty is a very, one of my favorite communication concepts and uncertainty reduction theory is a great one to kind of apply to the situation because the goal is of a first date to reduce our uncertainty, reduce that kind of like anxiety we have about like, who is this stranger through conversation. And he um,
1: didn't do that. No, exactly. I, th- I think that's exactly right. And I also think with first dates in general, there was some expectancy violation going on. I know you love that Shocking. theory as well. Wow. What a uh, great theory to apply to that. <laughs> but if I was thinking about like what I expected of the date, um, not that it was necessarily a bad thing that we walked, but I was expecting that he was going to drive which Mm -hmm. also goes back into that gender stereotype. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have expected him not to answer the phone. Right. Or to say, oh, like, hey, I'm on a date right now. Like, can I call you later? Is everything okay? Right. Right? And so there were a lot of things that, like, I expected due to, like, gender norms and dating stereotypes, but also just all of these dates did not. Like, I had no I wouldn't be able to identify what happened and why.
0: I mean... Just so much going on there, but a great use of expectancy violation. Theory. So many expectations, reasonable, reasonable expectations. Well, thank you for that story. I hear that you maybe have
1: one more. I do. I do have one more. Uh, bad first date story uh so this one i i think it's uh, can i give a little context of course so i went to college in utah mm-hmm. and so these are where all my dating stories come from because i met my partner when i was 20 uh-huh. um and then so we've been dating almost six years and so utah has a very high lds population and that acronym stands for the church of jesus christ and the latter day saints also known as mormons And I went to a very LDS high school and then the college I went to at the time, I was told it was roughly 80% Mormon, which is, you know, fine. I Mm -hmm. grew up um, doing a lot of church activities just because I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not religious. I wasn't Mm -hmm. raised religious, but I loved doing the activities. Yeah, Uh, I loved going to the dances and with my friends, Um, but I have always had people try to convert me because there's been a disconnect of oh well you hang out with us and do all these things why aren't you Mormon too and so I remember getting asked on a date by someone I was in one of my classes with and he asked me on a date and I was super excited and then he picks me up we go to the date he drives and pulls up and parks at an LDS church oh no and he had told me that we were going to be um, doing some kind of group activity with his friends and then going to play tennis after but I didn't know it was like a it was a young, like a singles activity, like a Mormon singles activity. Okay. And so, you know, we get there, and it's like, I used to go to those things like when I was in high school, but it was like, this one's like directed at like find someone to marry. Right. And so we're, you know, we stay, we do the event, and then we go to play tennis. And then I just remember being like, did he take me to, did he like take me to church? (laughs) So the the singles event, was held in a room in the church? yes, okay. it's in it was in a basketball. there's like a basketball room, a gym inside. Was it just like a sit down, have a conversation or is it like more organized? It was so organized. there were so many people. there was like a potluck. um we did a group prayer. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's customary, but there were just all these people. And I, there was a lot of older people there too, that were like asking me like very personal questions, asking my intentions for so marriage. So you were
0: only talking to your date at this event? I know
1: a lot of other people were talking to me because he brought me as like a guest. They were all supposed to bring like a non-Mormon guest oh. to this event. And so that's what the date was.
0: And the hope behind that is to meet someone who you love and want to maybe convert to being LDS.
1: I don't know if that was the goal because I know the singles events are for Mormons to meet other Mormons. Uh-huh. But, so I'm not sure, They but they had people bring guests to this one. Fascinating. And, you know, it was like a kind gesture. It was meant, Absolutely. I think, to be fun. But it was, you know, very uncomfortable for me um, because I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> And so, you know, we do the activity. It's fine. I had a good time, but I knew what was coming. We went and played tennis, and I knew him a little bit, a little bit beforehand. And then, he, out of his backpack, he pulls out a Book of Mormon. Oh, and I'm like, oh no, here mm-hmm. we go. And he had written down all of the different things that he thought I could do uh, to prepare myself to be a, a good future partner or spouse,
0: according to the Book of Mormon. Yes. Does, it, does anything stand out from that?
1: I have been given so many across my life. Um, I had someone also do this to me in high school, so I can't remember. It's, it comes from, it's meant to come from a good place. 100%. It's meant, to, and I and I see that and I appreciate that, but I have been given, I think I've been given eight.
0: Wow. Yes. Wow. So, how did you handle that situation? As as you said, it comes from a good place, and you know, we're not here to talk ill of any religion. But as you stated, you're not religious, and it sounded like
1: you didn't have any intentions to change that. No, I I did yeah. not. And mm-hmm. my roommate and my still best friend, uh, she used to be mm-hmm. in the LDS Church, and she just always thought this was so funny because um, she is a very Um, smart, talented, wonderful person. And she's also very beautiful. And so she would always make comments of like, oh, like guys, like they only want one thing, you know, like they're just like interested in me um, for my body. And then with me, I was like, they just want me for my salvation. Like they only want one thing. (laughs) And so I went on so many dates with, um, with LDS men. And you know, it's, it's, you're not a person based on your religion, but every time it always ended with like the conversion talk. Wow. And I just and I, I would try to do it differently and make it clear, like, oh, I'm not interested. Like I just you know, I just want to get to know you. Like I want to just go on our hike. <laughs> so you were very direct. Yes. Like
0: there was no room for ambiguity to seep in you were like, I like you, I want to get to know you and I do not want this to be a part of I mean said differently, of course, but
1: Yeah, I mean I think what it was is this is I mean, I'm eighteen, nineteen I don't whenever this was, and what I would say when someone would ask me what my religion was, which I was asked in Utah so much, mm-hmm. or I was assumed that I was um, LDS mm-hmm. because of the way I dressed and I had really long hair, but I would say, "Oh, I, you know, I'm only 18. I'm only 19. I don't know that much about religion, different religions out there. So I don't know what my religion is right now. I'm agnostic." Mm-hmm. And I think it was the the right now where it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's open to it, there's right? No, there's no finale. Yeah, that. and so yeah. whereas when people would talk to my roommate and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm ex-LDS or I used to be LDS, they were like, oh, lost cause. Oh. Like, she's, she's there's no hope for her. But when I would say, I don't know, or. There was hope. And that was me trying to be, like, open-minded. Totally. Um, very, very supportive. <laughs> you know, not, trying. Right. But it was seen as an opportunity. And so. I would I mean I would, when people would ask me I'd share that and I think it was then oh like I'm going to introduce her to this religion that makes me so happy which mm-hmm. is but yeah it's not for me. Wow. So that talk happens you say no thank you. Then what happens? I think he just ends up like walking me home and I was like oh like that's really sweet of you but I'm I'm not interested. He's like oh no that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to like share um, share something that's so important to me. And like, don't you ever think about like what happens after we die? And I'm like, this is a first date. And I just, I'm trying to say no, I'm trying to shut it down, but yeah, it's hard.
0: I, the concept of thinking about death on a first date is a bold <laughs> move, no matter what the angle is, you know, no matter what the angle. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. And then the questions, Oh, have you ever thought about this? And I was like, yeah, like I, I grew up in a town that was mostly this religion, but it's not for me. Um, you know, a lot of my friends are, that's great, but it's it's not for me. And I think I become more assertive later. But yeah, uh-huh. it was just a constant thing at the beginning of college of oh we can we can get this one to Wow to believe in this. So did you ever talk to him again after that date? No, but he does have four kids now. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So he, he did find someone. Oh good. So good. But no, I have I have not spoken to him, but I think he's doing well.
0: You know, I've heard a lot of things in my time of collecting bad date stories and and someone trying to be dated for their salvation is a new one for me. That's a new one for me.
1: <laughs> yeah I just that was just our joke I'd always say like they're only dating me for my like brain they're only dating me for my salvation that's what I complain about because um, that's where a lot of the dates would go.
0: You know there is some truth to be said about how much research points to like religious compatibility being a huge indicator of if people are going to stay together, which makes sense, whether that's, they come in with the same religion, maybe they convert one or the other. Um, but religious similarity is very important.
1: Yeah. That's so interesting. And when Cody, my partner and I met at the bus stop, uh, we both thought that the other person was LDS Oh, because that was like the norm. Yeah. Um, mostly me. And I was like, Oh darn it. But I really like him. But I was like that, Oh, I know in the future we're not compatible if we are, different religions so on our first date we went to look at holiday lights and afterwards we went to get um, a drink at starbucks and i ordered a hot chocolate (laughs) because um in the lds church you um you're not supposed to drink coffee and tea Uh but you can drink hot chocolate and i just i wasn't I was, like, kind of hiding it, I guess, that I wasn't non-Mormon. Because I'm like, I want to go on it. Like, I really like him, but I'm just sad it's going to be over. So up until this point, you were assuming he was. Yes, and so I was, like, I mean, I was myself on the date, but I ordered a hot chocolate because I was, like, I'm I'm sad. I don't want this to have to, like, be over because I'm, you know, we're not going to be compatible in that way. And most of the LDS men I knew wanted to, like, Move to that next step, which uh-huh. is when we then did not um, continue dating. But then when I've talked to him about it years later, he's like, well, of course you ordered a hot chocolate. It was like 9.30 p.m. <laughs> like it would
0: have been So he didn't strange as that. Like he didn't code that as maybe like a religious. No,
1: fashion. he didn't. He says he wasn't really thinking about it, but he wasn't sure. Um, he thought initially that I was LDS, um, again, with how I looked. And I just don't know how he thought that because when we met at the bus stop I jumped into his conversation to talk about how my town was a dry town.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I was holding Hillary Clinton's book, What Happened? Like, that's what I was reading. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I thought it was really strange. But he's like, yeah, it's, I just thought you were, you know. So how did you find that truth later on? Like, you're, you're doing all these kind of covert, you know,
0: information seeking.
1: Oh, that is such a good question. I'm going to ask him about that later. But I, I think we ended up talking about it on... Our second date because I yes because I invited him over to make espresso because uh, I had yes. this really broken old used espresso maker that my mom and I found online and so I invited him over to come make an, an espresso and I thought that would that would just open be a nonverbal
0: cue to and then pick yes up on. and then
1: he talked more about um, coffee and then he was studying um, beer okay so another telltale <laughs> sign yes <laughs> and so then it was like oh okay so we might be we might be more compatible, so.
0: Well, that was wild to hear about. (laughs) I cannot believe that alone from that date experience, your tennis group date experience, that other similar conversations were had with you of the religious kind where, you know, trying to compliment you and and, and shower you in in this praise and and then to be in that situation, we have to say thank you and and no thank you at the same time. Yes, because it was always
1: like that backhanded compliment where it would be like, here's my little like my talk of like what I believe in and what I want to share with you. But then it's, it always ended with, and you're good enough to be Mormon. You just have to do these things. And it was like, oh, Oh. (laughs) that's not the, that's not the ticket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other ways that you communicatively make sense of that, that date experience? I just can't believe you had to talk to so many other people who were maybe romantically
1: interested in you at this event. Like, you know, like the singles event. Oh, yeah. You know, like. I mean, I was Really surprised that we ended up going to a church because that's not how we had planned the date. Because right. we had planned the date in person, and then it was that we were going to go be hanging out with some of more of his friends. Yes, and so I felt like he wasn't sharing that on mm-hmm. purpose, right? Because he knew I wasn't LDS, uh-huh. and so that was an expectancy violation. Let me just say it <laughs> loud and
0: clear: it is always there in the date stories. Your expectations. You say you're going to hang out with my friends. Great. You know, hanging out with friends can look a lot of different ways, but I think a similar narrative is someone's home, someone's backyard, yes. some restaurant.
1: Right. So it was it was a little odd. And that so also some like deceit there, right? Because that was definitely withholding information. 100%. But I was also probably a little bit more comfortable because I loved going to those events with my friends like mm-hmm. in high school and things like that. Um, in my high school actually my friends would get extra credit if they brought me to their LDS class.
0: Wow. So they had
1: release time during our high school where they would then attend the church. Mm-hmm. And if they brought a non-LDS person, they got extra credit, which counted for the days they had like missed or if they hadn't gone. And the last time, the very last time I was used for extra credit, they were having their um, abstinence talk. Uh-huh. And it was just the most uncomfortable thing. Wow. Um, the talk was about like cookies and how to abstain and not eat a cookie, even if it's really tempting. Uh-huh. And you know, going through different parts of the Book of Mormon and talking about why abstinence is important, but at the end they gave us cookies. I was, I was just going to ask that. I they was like, gave I... us, yeah. <laughs> and so <you laughs> the know. metaphor then is is a moot point. You know, it just... doesn't make sense because <laughs> I remember them being like, and the example was with a chocolate chip cookie, and they're like, and then a Snickerdoodle might come along, and they go through the talk. And so, I mean, I've been kind of used to this culture. Like I said mm-hmm. at the time, a lot of my friends were a part of this, but, so I wasn't surprised, like, in that environment once I was there, but I was like, okay, you took me to a church event, yeah. like, you know I'm not LDS, and so I, I kind of, in my head was like, I know where this is, I know where this is going, but definitely, I feel like I also accommodated, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, communication accommodation in that space, because I wanted, I still wanted to be perceived as likable and easygoing, totally. and so I feel like I kind of played it up being that it was fine more than it was, because I was like, okay, this wasn't cool, but, I still want to be like, I, I'm okay with it. Like, and I'm an easygoing person.
0: Totally. And, you know, it also makes me think about like intercultural communication and, and like the intercultural communication that happens within religions. And, and again, you weren't a part of that religion, but you had so much experience where you knew what to expect or how things went or what type of experiences to have and, and how that might be misperceived in terms of like availability versus like, you're just like, you know, you're here trying
1: to make friends, have a, hang out, help people get extra credit and have a cookie every once in a while. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good example. And there definitely was a a cultural script for going on a first date with an LDS man. Can I know what that script is? Well, hopefully, only the one time was it a surprise church event. (laughs) Oh, oh, right, yes. (laughs) But it was like, you know, we'd have the event or go on the date, whatever it was. And then at the end, it would be like this breath at the end, like right before either like we're going our separate ways or they walked me home. And it was, so have you ever thought? Or I would like to share uh-huh. every single time. And it was just, can't we just go on a date and have fun? Totally. But I guess that shows when there's, like, different intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, some people go on a date having, like, physical expectations mm-hmm. for their date. For me, it was just, like, engagement. Like, have fun. But if you're dating to get married, like, you get right to it.
0: Listen, and, you know, it is a bold conversation to have on a first date. However, you know, it's good to know the priorities up front versus five dates in. Yes is my wave
1: yes I think that's and I, I do think that was a good thing that we like figured out early on and that's the funny thing with Cody is I like didn't want to know because I just I was so excited about him I thought he was so cool I remember he was writing a 25 page paper a 30 page capstone at the time and I was just so impressed totally so impressed and so and now you do that every <laughs> every three months I know now I'm like, this is awful <laughs> but I so I remember like wanting to postpone what I Thought was going to be incompatibility yeah um you were just like waiting for him to say have you ever thought about <laughs> yeah i was waiting for him to pull out of his backpack a book of mormon yeah. with all these highlights and notes for me but he never did and so and it, i think it also helps when you're like when you know similar people but in our case it didn't we actually had a mutual friend that was one of my best friends i used mm. to hang out with him and his wife all the time and cody texted him the day we met and said hey i just met your friend carson because we learned we had a mutual friend uh is she single oh and he said
0: i don't know come on friend <laughs> one
1: of my closest friends he was like friend. i don't know i mean we <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on friend.
1: So, I think sometimes <laughs> connections like that can help but not, not they absolutely can't yeah.
0: there's so much research that and especially that's how like tinder was designed to hook up with your facebook account because if you saw that you had mutual connections it would make you more inclined to reach out to someone because you're kind oh. of you're kind of automatically vetted especially if you can know what which ones of your facebook friends know this tinder match because if you're like these like weird people from high school know your tinder match it's like okay well by association maybe I don't like that person but if like oh. your best friend is facebook friends it's like oh
1: That's so interesting. I didn't even know they did that. I've been reading a lot about it. (laughs) uh, Painfully so, unfortunately. But that's cool because it's like, it's just like, you know, the adaptation of Mm -hmm. like being able to kind of vet people online. Mm -hmm. Um, I did just get a Bumble BFF account, not for dating, for finding friends. And it has an option to like try to take pictures of you in different poses to show that you're not like AI, that you're real. Um, And you can also do mutual friends and things like that.
0: What are the poses to make you not look like your ai and also i never even thought about people using ai photos yes oh so it God. like it
1: has you hold your phone out and it's like okay now hold up two fingers or like put your hand on your head and it has you do these different poses to get to get verified oh so you don't need those in your profile oh, no not in your just to like okay, secure the account then you get a little check mark oh i see that's horrifying I'm just trying to keep us safe out there no
0: i mean totally totally wow AI really is creeping in and threatening everyone's job at this point, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Well, Carson... I am so sorry. You have had not one, not only have you had bad (laughs) dates, you've had three bad dates, and I appreciate you reflecting on those with us today and using your, and I'll say it again, your wisdom, your expertise of (laughs) communication to supplement kind of how you process that. And I think you have really good reflexive skills in order to, well, you have good reflexive skills outside of communication, but especially in conjunction with your education and your specialty in in communication. I think that's such a skill that you've gifted the listeners with in terms of (laughs) listening to you process those really wild bad dates. um, experiences. I'm really happy that you met your current partner at age 20 because I feel like
1: not that I wish bad date experiences on you but and there was a lot going on there and I'm just really happy you met Cody thank you yeah I've talked about this with my best friend and she's like I don't know you just find yourself in these situations she's like it's okay to just go home but yeah Cody and I had a wonderful first date and we're very excited to be getting married in a few years
0: I'm very very excited for you both congratulations again thank and, you and thank you again for sharing your stories on the date
1: escape thank you love wins everybody <laughs> happy pride month happy
0: pride month if you would like your bad date story to be read on a future episode of the podcast please email it to the date escape podcast at gmail.com once again that's the date escape podcast at gmail.com i will keep everything anonymous i will take out revealing details of people's identities to protect all involved but i think it's really important to continue to share some of these more negative dating experiences that we've had because hopefully the expertise that I can offer you all is to kind of understand these bad date experiences through communication, literature, research, concepts, in theories. Not to say that my analysis will take away the hurt or the sting or the disappointment of those bad date experiences. However, it is my hope to contextualize those experiences to better understand them and understand ourselves and how we experience dating in general. This is episode 8 of the podcast, I truly cannot believe that I've kept up with this for so long, and I appreciate you all listening. Go ahead, and if you are kind of jumping in at episode eight, dive back into the previous episodes. Let me know what you think about them by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen. I appreciate any feedback that you have to offer, and your ratings help this podcast uh, get to a wider platform and be shared more frequently. So I appreciate you all sharing any words of criticism or praise all ratings are welcome. Thank you in advance for submitting your rating. If you want to learn more about the podcast, more about me as a researcher, or if you want to access the episode transcripts for each episode, you can access this information at the podcast website, which is thedateescape.com. Once again, that's thedateescape.com. On the website as well, you can access information about the Patreon in which you can financially contribute to help keep this podcast afloat, and I appreciate your generosity. Once again, thank you for listening, and always remember to look for the exit signs in case you need to make the date escape. Thanks, everyone.